Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hi there, I'm Rebecca Lowe. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. So there we have it. Liverpool continue their dominance, not only in the Premier League, but against Arsenal. And they are now within distance, just one point away from Manchester City. They do also have a superior goal difference, which, by the way, could prove important at the end of the season. Arsenal do stay in fourth, just one point above Man United, but still in the driver's seat for a top four finish. Right, let's hear from a couple of players from the winning side, Thiago. But first, Andy Robertson. Guys, well played. Andy, on a huge night for both teams. That was on a knife edge, it felt like, at half-time. How did you turn it your way? Yeah, I think we just played a bit better, to be honest. I think we, we started the game really well, first five, ten minutes, a couple of corners, had a couple of chances, and then, um, you know, they had the better of the, the first half, the majority of it. They were keeping the possession better. They were winning second balls a wee bit better than us. And, but we knew we were in at half-time now now. We knew we could play better. We knew we just had to find, you know, the half spaces a bit better, tweak a couple of things, and, and luckily it worked. I think second half we were, we were a lot more dominant. We were the ones pushing, and, um, you know, luckily we were, we were clinical in front of goal as well. Tiago, Andy's touching it there. What was said and maybe tweaked, changed at half-time? Yeah, we were um, feeling that our high pressure was not that accurate as normally is, but at the end we have the, the half-time to correct our things, and we did it, and we just make our pressure, we start to play our game again, and we dominate the second half. It was an interesting few minutes for you, wasn't it, at the start of the second half? Almost gave them a goal, Alisson made a great save, and then mm-hmm. you created the uh, opening goal yourself. Yeah, that's why I don't understand that Robo get the man of the match. I gave two assists and he just won, so no, just kidding. Yeah, it was uh, a real heart-in-the-mouth moment. Yeah, well, it's part of the football. Sometimes you uh, can have the mistakes, uh, and we just want to keep the ball because at the end when they rush, we try to come it down, we try to pass to Ali and restart the game. And I didn't realise that Blackers was there, but fortunately we had a... Amazing goalkeeper, amazing defence as well, and, and we just uh, get through again. Andy, really pleased with your contribution for the second goal. Won it back high and then rolled a lovely ball in for, for Mino. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, it's always good contributing to you know, assisting goals. And, you know, I got my head up and seen Bobby run ahead. You know, I think it was a wee bit more defensive performance uh, tonight. You know, me and Trent, Martinelli and Saka, you know, 
Really hard work. Really hard work, really tricky wingers, always wanting the ball in behind, always looking to take you on 1v1. I thought Trent was outstanding against Martinelli, um, and Lucas never easy against Saka, so I was happy to, to keep him quietish this game. So, look, a really tough game. I know, so happy with the clean sheet, and obviously to, to assist Bobby, you know, Bobby um, deserves his goal. I thought he was outstanding when he came on, and, but most importantly, you know, a, a huge three points for us. Thiago, you managed to talk about every game being a final at the moment, but did that tonight, after City maybe dropping a couple of points on Monday, did it feel especially big this evening well for sure uh, we are just uh, now depending on us but before we were just counting uh, city points and we were wishing that they can drop some some points and they and they did it so we we are there again and, and the gap now is at one point and, and we're just looking looking forward to our nothing on forest game so Nothing else is another final and then one week off. Andy, I know you both sides say that oh, you don't watch each other, but surely for them at home tonight, the shoulders would have dropped a little bit knowing that you've come to a place like this and won. Yeah, look, it was the game in hand, so you know I don't like game in hands too much. I would much rather points on the board. I always said that, so now we're on level points. But um, you know, I'd still rather be in Man City's position. Um, you know, they're they're ahead. They've got still a point advantage. Obviously, we still need to go to their place and things like that. So um, you know, I think a couple of players said that after the game. So uh, you know, I agree with that. So we just need to keep going. We need to try and keep winning games. We're in fine form just now, but like you said, we've got another huge game on on a Sunday another chance to get to Wembley and then um, international break but we need to keep pushing we need to keep winning games and if we do that then you know we'll be we'll be there or thereabouts come come the end of the season would you really rather be them at the moment with I know they've got still that point extra but you're the team with the momentum are you not yeah, but they've got another, they've got an extra point than us. So um, look, they're a point better off. They're a fantastic team, one of the best in the world. And um, look, they they will obviously try and have a strong finish. You know, that's us done for the Premier League until till after the international break, both teams, and and then it's it's a sprint to the finish line. And um, you know, we're in the race. A lot of people maybe didn't think we were going to be come January time, but we're definitely in the race. And we just need to keep trying to focus on what we are doing and, and picking up as many points as possible. Last one for you, Tiago. You've won so much in your career. In your experience. What tends to decide a race at this stage? Who comes out on top? As I said, uh, many interviews before, uh, we are just looking ourselves, uh, trying to win each game that we have, and now we we just have to uh, get a bit, a bit of the analysis, 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 no, analysis of this game to <laughs> to go through to go through uh, what the things that we did wrong, the things that we did correct or right. And now just looking forward. The next game is that. Is that the key? Stay hungry, stay humble as well, and 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 keep pushing. Well played. Thank, Thank you very much. Well, interesting comments from the both of them as we welcome back in our commentary team from the Emirates, Arlo, Lee, and Graham. Interesting to get your thoughts, guys, after we heard what Andy Robertson had to say. Which team do you think is in the driver's seat in the league right now? Well, that's a great question, Cara. <laughs> Gents. <laughs> well, we always say, don't we, the team that's ahead. 100% City, you want to be City, you want to be City, and just be top like of the Like clubhouse league. leaders, if you yeah. like. And I think, you know, we've looked at the fixtures, we'll go over them again and again and again before the end of the season. I think they, City have got the easier running, even though a running's never easy because you've got nerves, you've got all that. But City have been there and done it, Liverpool have been there and done it. I don't see that being a massive problem, a tightening up, a, you know, a loss because of nerves. I think there'll just be, there might be something, a VAR decision or something that happens, but... I'd rather be City all day long, but Liverpool are pushing them all the way. And you look at Liverpool today, another clean sheet, Brighton clean mm. sheet, West Ham clean sheet, not necessarily playing at their best, but they've got so much potency up front and so much opportunity to change things. 
you just wonder whether they've got more goals in them than, than City. And if they can continue to just keep these clean sheets, not playing particularly well, but still having that reliability, that insurance of not conceding goals, you just wonder whether in the run-in that gives them a slight advantage. I mean, obviously, the, the game they play against each other in a couple of weeks is going to be absolutely critical to the, to the confidence of either side. Yeah, isn't it just? Um, I don't think... I've seen Jurgen Klopp be very animated mm. in the technical area before, obviously, whether that's referees or opposition managers or whatever. He's a passionate guy. I don't think I've ever seen him as, as annoyed with his own players. How much of a role did he actually play in that today, well, you think? We don't know what he said at half-time. Sometimes managers just come in, and I've, we've, we've all had them. They throw teacups, they get angry. He looked like he was going to be angry in that dressing room. He might well have gone in there and gone, not good enough, go and sort it out, because he was out there pretty quick, yeah. back in his chair. So he's obviously said something really quickly, made his point, and left them to stew a little bit. And I think sometimes the senior players in that group would have been looking around and going, hey, lads, come on. And there was a diff- they were a different side in the mm. second half. And when they brought the two on, obviously they just scored before that. But they did look, they, they stepped it up a little bit. And that's a good reminder for the players, you know. Mm. Sometimes you need a little reminder to go, you know, and we need to just step up again. They know they got away with it in the first half mm-hmm. in terms of they played that poorly, made, you know, some poor sort of passing mistakes. And, you know, we're fortunate enough to come in. So in a way you can always just say, look, that was bad. We can't do that again. We've been, you know, turn that negative first-half performance into a positive half-time team talk and then an improvement. And that's the quality of the players. There's an urgency and a standard that they'll demand of each other in order to improve. Then when you bring the fresh legs off the bench, that suddenly gets everything going again. And from Arsenal's point of view, turn it around, say that's the standard you expect. That's the, the ability to be able to go again. And, mm. and Arsenal need to learn that to get their advantage over when they're, when they're, mm. under, when they're, when they're building the pressure. No matter what Jurgen Klopp said to his players and vice versa, they're all smiles at the end. <laughs> that's what professionals do. Three been points through, does that to yeah, people. They've been through uh, a lot together. So let's hear from the man himself down beneath us, Jurgen Klopp. Well, Jürgen, to use one of your phrases, you were in a proper fight there at half-time. How did you turn it your way? Oh, it was pretty clear. So it was obviously both teams had spells of um, possession where the other team was patient, closing the, the centre, didn't want to um, step out. But we have to. We had to step out. And in the moment when we defended forward, like in the second half, and our aides were jumping, uh, when the wingers defended within that moment, um, apart from the real diagonal balls to Martinelli, which Trent defended incredible. Boy, Martinelli is such a talented boy, and, and it's really tricky. Um, if anybody says, okay, cannot, if Trent cannot defend, he shall come to me and knock him down. Honestly, I cannot hear that anymore. don't know what the boy has to do. Um, and so then we score, obviously, two fantastic goals and played much more football in the second half so like in the right spaces we had in the first half not enough players between the lines we had too many because of their compact formation too many on the wrong side of the ball movement in the front line was not exactly like it should have been and um we're not brave enough to try to play there, to keep the ball there. If we, if they have to follow us, get a free kick in an interesting um, area. 
that all was what we wanted to do when the first, but it was uh, then the first half. So, but it was not a big problem because we were prepared for a really difficult game. And Arsenal is in a top moment and is a top side, and all the speed what they have and the physicality, even when they are young on a lot of positions, it's a, a really talented team. And so we respect that a lot. So I was not angry in halftime or whatever. Just I wanted to change a few things and uh, to improve in a few areas, and that's what the water boys did. So it wasn't a half time for like a big rousing team talk just little subtle tweaks yeah absolutely it's i can't remember another kind of a, of a team talk honestly this team doesn't need that um and um that's why we don't do it so how decisive were the early moments of the second half very nearly tiago puts um ultimately odegaard in for what would have been their goal and then three minutes later you're ahead and very soon after that it feels like the game's finished yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't see the situation back, but I, I, I guess it was a sensational save from Ali. Probably. It was. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was a goal. To be honest, I thought now um, with the um, with the quality of was it then Lacazette who had the chance? Lacazette, and then he lays it to Odegaard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So um, yeah. So with their quality, they they finish situations like this off. But Ali didn't let it happen. Um, congrats to him. But in general, that, these things should not happen. And, but when when you play always football like Thiago, like you always want to find a football solution, um, then things like this can happen. So um, I would have kicked the ball over the stand probably, um, and he tries to keep it in the game. But it was a little bit hard, like it was in the first half as well. Not that we pass these kind of balls, but it, I, we could, we should, and could have improved, like body language-wise and, and these kind of things. We were not surprised that it's hard, but we didn't enjoy it that it is hard. And second half, I saw much more um, joy in, in, in the boys' eyes that we, we, when you know it's hard, they were, come on, let's go for it, and that's what we did. And it's really special. Come on, coming here uh, in, in our situation, in their situation, and not having a brilliant first half, and then turning a game really in, in the right direction is is pretty special. You said beforehand it's final after final after final but did this feel like yeah. even a level up tonight? <laughs> yeah, look, two top class teams meet each other, you saw it, both with a football idea, both try um, to, to, to be dominant in, in, in the possession phases and um, so you have to be constantly on your toes and then with their th- proper threat obviously um, if they don't find a space in the centre, if you close the centre properly, then all of a sudden the ball is in behind your last line. But I have to say, and it would be really interesting, we ask, I ask our analysts already, there were four or five more offside situations which they don't whistle away. It feels like we defend bad in that moment. So it's just because... They're letting it play out. Yeah, yeah. Play on, we, we win the ball in the end, and it's like, OK, eh? oh, play on. So I, I really don't... It's really tricky. So like with this with the delay, that doesn't help a lot, to be honest. It was quite an interesting call for you because you had Salah and Firmino ready to come on. Jota's obviously coming off, and then he scores. Yeah. Did you waver at all? No, 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 no. No, it has nothing to do. With it. it was not about Diogo is bad or whatever. It's about we want to bring the fresh players, and then it's the best moment to score actually <laughs> before you walk off. No, no, that's that's all fine, um, and we want to do it early, and that's what we did. So, where does this leave us? Mid January, you're 14 points behind Man City. Mid March, it's down to one. Yeah, obviously we had a good period since then. Um, and but again, it's what we need. And of course, we are one point behind. Um, the, but it's still the same. The only thing we can do, we have to win football games, and then we face City, and we face all the others. And um, 
uh, we can have a cup, and then when hopefully the boys come back, they have important games. Uh, some of them um, with the, with their national teams. Hopefully they come back healthy. Then you have the early kickoff. Thank you very much against Watford. Um, and they obviously want to fight for the league. So no game is um, is here is easy in this incredible league, and um, that's we have to keep going. And of course, it's better to be one point behind the leader than 14 points. Yeah, psychologically, does it change now? You've been, I think Guardiola said, annoying them. You've been snapping at the heels. You've been chasing them. Now, I know it's still a point, but it almost feels like a, an even fight between between two great teams. I, I honestly, I, okay. understand, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I understand the question somehow, but I couldn't care less. As I, honestly, whatever people will make of it, you see tonight, the only thing I'm really interested in and concerned about is how can we prepare the next game, how can we get through this, how can we um, um, face the problems in the game and find solutions in the game and, and work and, and fight through it. And in the moments where we play football, play football and be cheeky and all these kind of things. But it's so difficult with the games. We had, I think now it's game number 13 since we met last time with Arsenal in the semi-final of the um, Carabao That's Cup. Right, yeah. And they, for them, seven. So we played six more games in that spell. <laughs> it's really tough. Even when you make changes, some of them played all the games. And um, that's what is really hard. But we want it like this. We don't moan or we don't complain about it. We want it like this. And now let's just keep going and we'll see. You've spoken in the past about yourselves and City taking each other to insane levels. I think that's how you describe it. Are you proud at least when they were, you were so far back, they are going to have to produce or you are going to have to produce an insane level to win this league? In 10 years, do you think um, when somebody tells me whatever, whatever we achieved, somebody will say that uh, in the season when we missed the, didn't become champion for one point, um, or 11 centimetres, whatever it was in the, in the, in the City game, um, do you think somebody tells me I should be proud of that? Probably not. That's how, how the world is and how people are. We we know that we, we we have a special group here together and we try to squeeze everything out of the situation we are in and we will see where it will end up. But um, it's, it's we will see if I'm proud or whatever at the end of the season. But um, in a moment, I'm just um, focused and that's enough. Yeah. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Entertaining, isn't it? Listening to Jurgen Klopp yeah. can't help be, but be gripped by what he has to say. I think what was interesting there, Tim, is listening to what he said at halftime, which actually apparently wasn't that much, didn't get angry, was, was kind of okay with mm. how the match was progressing. Did that surprise you? Uh, no, but it's refreshing to hear that because I think what that tells us is what's happening behind closed doors is actually mirroring what we're seeing on the pitch. There's a maturity and a selflessness mm. about this team. He talked about the team doesn't need a bunch of rah-rah speeches, and I, and I think we saw that at halftime. We talked... They needed to get between lines. They needed to get on the half turn. They needed to play in the little half spaces and the gaps that Arsenal was, was giving them. They weren't doing that. He delivers that message. They go back out on, on the pitch in the second half. And we saw they took the ball more in the midfield. You talked, Danny, that, that the space was there in the mm-hmm. midfield and they weren't using it. They started using it in the second half. It's nice to see that that message was getting across. As a player, how do you feel at halftime? How does your manager's attitude affect you at halftime, depending on on what stage the match is at. In this case, it was nil-nil. I would like to say that players are <clears throat> have self-awareness. And I think the players will have gone into that dressing room and they will have understood that maybe certain things weren't acceptable, certain things weren't, weren't good enough. What I like about this Liverpool team is that when I look at the squad, I'd probably say 78% of them are leaders. And when you've got players like that in your team, on-pitch managers... Jurgen Klopp, he's saying that he didn't get angry at halftime. He knows that he doesn't need to because he's got, he's, he's got your Van Dykes, your Hendersons, you know, Milners who's played in the past. He has plays like that 
that will become the managers on the pitch. And that's why they have so much success. Now, interestingly, we heard Andy Robertson say that he'd still rather be City because mm. they have one mm. more point. Now, the guys on the ground, Graham and Lee, both disagreed. They, I mean, they agreed, yeah. sorry. They said they'd rather be, be City. But you disagree. Yeah. Why is that? Because Liverpool have the momentum? I, I think there's a couple of things. Liverpool have the momentum. Jurgen Klopp doesn't look any further than the next game. That's the most important game. I think what we've seen in recent seasons, especially around about this time when we get to the group, uh, sorry, the knockout stage of the Champions League, Pep Guardiola will, will, will make changes at the weekend in Premier League games for the Champions League game that's coming up. And I don't think he can afford to do that this season because of the simple fact. It's probably one of the most competitive Premier Leagues that I've seen at the top and at the bottom. Challenging for fourth, challenging for sixth, making sure they don't want to get relegated teams. So that, for me, is is the interesting one to, to look out for. So I think Liverpool have got the goals as well, mm. which is a huge thing. Manchester City don't have as many at the moment, and the goal scorers aren't really scoring. So I put Liverpool favourites, even though City are one ahead. OK, do you agree? I do. And traditionally speaking, I would always say, yes, having the points in the bag mm. is more important. When I put a microscope on this particular scenario, I'm with Danny there. They, they just, I try and put myself in... Manchester City players' shoes. And you wouldn't be thinking, oh, joy, we're, we're a point ahead. You'd be thinking, oh, boy, this is, uh, whether we're in trouble or not, they're, they're coming for us and they have the momentum. Players aren't stupid. The Manchester City knows that that Liverpool team has the momentum. So, yes, in this scenario, I'd rather be Liverpool. Because of the fact that they had that big lead two mm-hmm. months ago. You yeah. know, we say that, that Liverpool were 14 back. They were actually in third. We, we just looked back and checked. It was Chelsea that was in second. So it was still a 13-point lead that Man City yeah. had. So to that point, they have to feel disappointed that they've let this slip. They, they will feel disappointed. But then the, the, there's some odd things that have happened in the last couple of games. Raheem Sterling, you know, one of your, one of your top goal scorers, doesn't come off the bench at Crystal Palace when it's nil-nil. Doesn't come off the bench the, 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 the week before. I think that might have been against Everton. I'm not mm-hmm. too sure. I just think that Pep Guardiola is managing minutes for the players at the moment for the Champions League, not necessarily for the Premier League, but time will tell. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Was ultimately a super night for Super Frank. He's been needing desperately a victory like this, Tim. You know what it's like to to be on the pitch when you have a red card incident like there was. How proud are you of how Everton reacted to being down to 10 men? Well, I, I think that there are turning points and moments mm. in seasons. It may, have, it may have come a little bit late for Everton, but this must be. I mean, you look at the joy and you look at the celebrations, you look at the relief, not just from Frank Lampard and his staff, not just the players, but from the fans as well. That was a gritty, determined performance. Sloppy, yes, but you know what, Danny, you can attest to this. Who cares? <laughs> at this point in time, get the three points. And in fairness... Which what we've been talking about. It's what Frank Lampard talked about after they got beat heavily against Tottenham. Mm. Where's the characters? Who's going to step up? One of their midfield generals gets sent off. Can, can the players step up? They showed that tonight. Who did step up tonight? I think in general, the, the, the whole of the team did after that. I think one of the things that I said after the, the Tottenham defeat is that Frank Lampard will have learned a lot about his plays in this defeat. He will have learned even more mm. in 
the 10 minutes of regular of regular play without Alan and then the injury time because the players then had an excuse. They had an excuse to get beat. They had an excuse to say, oh, it shouldn't be a red card. Everybody's against us. You've mentioned, obviously, what happened against Manchester City. That's a choice. You can do that if you want. Everton players didn't. They were like, OK, you know what? We've got to deal with this. We've got to brush ourselves down and we've got to get a win from this. And they did. And, Tim, you know better than me. That's all the Everton fans want to see. Yeah. That's all they want to see. And I look at the performances. Begovic, we talked about before the game, having only played one game, he stood out for me. Really, really good performance. Captain Seamus Coleman. I mean, you saw it there. He was nearly in mm. tears. And that's what, that's what you want. That's what you want from an Everton team. And, and I thought, again, Calvert-Lewin came on. Didn't give them a lot of minutes, but he, he got the assist from Awobi. Awobi was fantastic on the day. Gordon, which we know. Lampard, you've mentioned. Lampard loves him, his, his endeavor. He's, he's probably the most talented footballer they have on the team. They kept going. Richarlison threw himself around the entire game, which is what we hope and expect from him if you're an Everton, if you're an Everton fan or if you're an Everton manager. They had attracted criticism. They'd been called a disgrace after the loss to Wolves on Sunday. Lampard answered it, saying the players have to answer that themselves yeah. on the pitch. They did so tonight. How much confidence should they gain from, gain from this victory? A lot, because losing becomes a habit. And it's very, very difficult to get rid of that habit. And then winning becomes a habit. And this is the first time, you know, in, in, in general, they've not really had that feeling enough. But what they will do, the players will go in the dressing room, Frank Lampard will say to his players that will all be in there, absolutely worn out from this. But they've given everything. But Frank Lampard will turn around to his players, as many managers have, have said to myself, I'm sure Tim, Tim as well, bottle that. Bottle this feeling. And remember, when you step on the pitch next time, you want this feeling again at the end of the game. And if they can do that, and if they can go about things that in the manner in which they did in the, in, the, in the latter parts of that game, they will stay up. The question marks were the character, not the ability. Yeah, and, and what, what it will do for them is when you're a footballer, you, you have, you, oftentimes you have a week in between games. That can either be a dreary time mm. or an exciting time. When you lose matches and you're on the run that Everton was on, it's hard to get yourself out of bed and onto the training ground because you just know there's not a nice feeling. They will feel... Albeit it's one, it's one win, they will feel so high from this win that training over the next couple of days will be inspired, it will be spirited, taking that into the next game because the blueprint is there. Be tough to beat it to back, try and keep a clean sheet, and eventually find a way to win, sloppy or not. And I think, I go back to my time at Stoke, we had a relegation fight, but in the middle of it, we had a great FA Cup run. That's where Everton are at now. And it's something that's like, right, put the Premier League to the side for a little bit, Let's go enjoy. Let's go and enjoy the quarterfinals now of the FA Cup. You're in that position now, and it's something now for players and fans to get excited about. Something different than a relegation fight. This was, and I stand by. This was a must-win game. They did it, but the manner in which they did it, it will feel like six points instead of three. They should be proud of what they did tonight, and they did it one man down. Just lastly, Tim, so much is made of Lampard's leadership. What decisions did he make today that helped produce this victory? Well, I think it was it was not so much the tactical decision, but but more than likely what he said in the dressing room behind closed doors because that was an inspired performance. OK, well, let's hear from a couple of the Everton winning players. First of all, the goal scorer, Alex Iwobi, but first, Everton captain Seamus Coleman. Seamus, Alex, congratulations. You've been in the changing room there. Seamus, what's it like in there right now? No, listen, it's a great atmosphere. You know, a lot of us have been questioned, you know, the last couple of weeks, and, you know, rightly so when performances have been poor, but... You know, um, we, we have good characters in there and listen, the, the league this season has been disappointing, there's no doubt about it, but, you know, we put a lot into this week and, uh, you know, just mighty relief and, you know, I know it's a cliche, but you've got to enjoy it tonight and forget about it tomorrow and move on to the next game. 
It was a game lacking in quality, but the man provided beside you provided the one moment of quality, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And again, it doesn't surprise me. You know, we um, we had to question ourselves a lot this week. And if you'd have seen this man training two days ago, the attitude, the application, you know, the desire, which ended up getting him in the team. And, you know, them things don't just happen by chance goals like that. That's fully deserved by Alex and, and I couldn't be happier for him. Alex, the manager showed faith in you by putting you in the starting eleven. How important was it for you to repay that faith? Yeah, I mean, I tried my best. I always give 100%. Obviously, we want to get as many good results as possible, but my job is just to give 100%, and that's what we're trying to achieve uh, for the rest of the season. How difficult was it with the game being of such a stop-start nature? Um, yeah, it is difficult when there's a lot of situations going on, but we're professional footballers. We have to have the elite mindset. When you have him, he's always getting on to us to stay focused. We, we have no choice but to do so and as we able to get the result we didn't affect us so it's good Seamus you really needed that focus when you went down to 10 men as well what was your view on that? I didn't think it was a red card I don't know what the view from, from your listen it was a lunge and it was it was late but like he's not really caught him from what I've seen like it's not like his studs catch him right bang in the ankle so for me I didn't think it was a red card um, a few other decisions tonight I thought were a bit iffy but I think the red card in particular I didn't think it was a red card that atmosphere at the end, you need to bottle that now, don't you, to keep that going forward and, and keep the survival push going? Yeah, of course. And again, you know, we've been guilty in the past of getting a good result and, you know, getting a bit sloppy then come the next game and we can't let that happen. You know, we're fighting every week now and, um, you know, a lot be said about Everett fans getting your back and all this from, from the outside. If you've seen that atmosphere today, how they pushed us along. So we've got we've got them in our corner as well. So we just got to keep moving. We've got I think maybe seven, six home games left between now and the end of the season. So you know, recover tomorrow and move on. Alex, the players are being questioned. The manager's being questioned as well. Does that help him a little bit? Um, no, obviously it comes with football, so we know what to expect from the outside. But we don't listen to that. We focus on ourselves. We know the quality and the ability we have. So as long as we're able to show it and prove to ourselves first and foremost, that's the main thing. That belief is there now. This club is staying up, staying in the Premier League. Yeah, that's the aim. We have that mindset and we have to keep on going, but it's game by game. Well, Frank Lampard knew his team needed to turn a corner somehow. Alex Iwobi helped him do that with his winning goal in stoppage time tonight. It was a big celebration, one that apparently caused an injury to the Everton manager who's concerned over his hand. Let's hear from Frank Lampard. Frank, there's so much to get through with you tonight. Can we start with you doing yourself a mischief, celebrating the winning goal? What have you done to yourself? Yeah, I, I, I think I've broken the, a bone in my hand. Um, after the goal, I realised as the game settled straight off, sort of settled, I could feel a bit shaking, a bit sore. But for, you know what, for the three points we got in the end, not a problem. So I won't, I won't complain too much. You'll take it, the adrenaline coursing through your veins probably dealt yep. with the initial pain. Still yep. here now, it must be a little bit sore. No, it? it's a little bit sore, but as I say, it's, it's like a, I don't know, a bit of just a wound from the game that was such an intense game. And um, what it means to the club tonight, it's only three points, of course it is, but we know how precious they are at the moment. But the, the nature of it, the spirit of it, the desire of the whole stadium was a really special evening. Yeah, sometimes you feel like there are three points that are bigger than three points in other matches. Was, was that the sense you got from the, the general mood around the game? Tonight? Well, mate, mate, yeah, yeah, I, I suppose so. And you don't want to commit to that before the game when you talk because there's 11 more. But 
Newcastle have obviously feel like they've moved themselves out of it a little bit, but they're still within range and they will still want more points. But for us, um, I never thought this would be a beautiful game tonight. It wasn't one that I was going to overanalyze in a in a technical or tactical sense. There were things about our game I, I wasn't so mad on. But the one thing that will be the base of us staying in this league will be the spirit of this club and the togetherness. And while did the players show that, did the stadium show that, the fans. And there's been a lot said about the, the fans and the players this week. Um, the fans were amazing from the first minute. They pulled us through. Um, and the players go through them all. They were amazing the way they played. And you gave them something to celebrate late, mm. 99th minute of the game. Mm. Finally a bit of quality. What you, what's going through your head as Alex Awobi steadies himself to shoot? Well, um, I don't know. It's hard to, to go back to that exactly. But it wasn't a game of huge quality at either end. Not, not so many chances. They were a good team. They've recruited well, they've got good players, they've got a fantastic coaching team and manager and um, that was clear and evident in the first half particularly. But our spirit showed and, and yeah, at the end, I mean, you believe that 10 men, you, you want to hold on to a point but you believe you might get one or two more chances. Alex Awabi was amazing. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin coming on a sub, having been not well a few days ago. Links, the goal was fantastic in its quality and yeah, special moment for us and we must take that forward. What about the sending off? Alan's red card. Collectively, you seemed pretty incensed by it. Yeah, because it's not it's not a red card, and we've had you know like in, in a short period of time now we've had the most blatant decision go against us, and you get apologies from the league and the manager and the referees association. Uh, the referee didn't see that one, and the, the VAR didn't give it, which was incomprehensible. But it is done, and then two or three weeks later, you have one where the referee sees it makes a clear decision on a yellow card then you, you, you wait for two or three minutes he goes to the monitor and changes it to a red card when it's absolutely not clear there's no one that can tell me that that's a clear and obvious red card it's not so to change the decision means you have to decide it's clear and obvious so a couple of weeks ago they couldn't decide it when the referee didn't see it went against us now the referee saw it they still went against us so we are absolutely waiting for the one that might go in our favour because at the minute as many referees meetings as many apologies as I'm going to get doesn't make a difference. That win wasn't because of the the red card and being galvanised. The win mean, the, the the red card means that we now lose Alan for three games if they stick to it. If they've got something about the rest where they can actually say, you know what, we can make wrong decisions with the human part of VR, they'll rescind it. I'll, I'll, I won't hold my breath. And what was an extraordinary night, also an incident at the start of the second half, a protester tethering themselves to the, the frame of the goal. Mm. I've never seen anything like that what did you make of it and what sort of impact do you think it had on your players in the game well I don't know about the impact it added 14 minutes whether the game would have panned out the same way I don't know what he's protesting for I won't be the man standing here saying people shouldn't protest you're frustrated because we all, a lot of people here just want the game to carry on um, and that's as much as I'll say until I know any more but it was um, a difficult moment because it's hard to, to understand straight away what's going on and at the end of the day, hopefully everyone is, is safe and there wasn't much done um, negatively and uh, we'll see what, what pans out from it. Quite a remarkable evening at Molyneux. Wolves would have moved into sixth with a win, but for the first time in their Premier League history, they lose after leading by two goals. A massive hit to their European chances, still sitting in eighth place, two behind Tottenham and West Ham. Meanwhile, the bottom half, what a week it has been for Leeds. They scored a late stoppage time winner on Sunday to earn three points against Norwich. Today, they erased a two-goal deficit in the second half to add another three points. Jesse Marsh and Leeds now sit seven points above the relegation zone with eight games left to play. Let's hear from the match winner, Leeds captain Luke Ayling. 
Well, there was utter euphoria after Norwich, but how does that compare? Yeah, some buzz, you know, then like we then, like, come in 2-0 down with a sloppy goal towards the end of the half and the boys' heads seem a bit down, but then when we come out of the second half, we showed a bit of character. The man getting sent off, massive game changer, and the boys dug in and massive three points out. Yeah, huge. Yeah, I mean, the red card was significant. That was the turning point. But what was said at half time? Your two goals, four players down at that point. Just didn't like, carry on going, you know. Didn't, like, we got in some great positions in the first half, and then I think we should have maybe taken one of the goals before they took their first chance. But that sums up our season at the minute, you know. Then we create a few and they counter and score a goal. But yeah, just it's just a massive result. So, boys are buzzing. The red card, I mean, both players got clattered in the process. What was your vantage point of it, your take on it? I, didn't, I don't know. Then I was on the other side, and it seemed like then like our goalie got there first, but they, they, you're both running that pace, so maybe then like if it goes against us, then it's probably harsh, but then that will take them out. Ultimately, though, it, it was a lifeline. Could you feel that on the pitch at that point? Yeah. Just then, like as soon as that happened, you know, it gave us a right boost. Then we scored pr- pretty soon after. Then we got the second. Then after the second, we went a bit flat and tried to go a bit too long, too quickly. And then, uh, yeah, we just, then like, we got the goal in the end. Yeah. So what was going through your head when the ball then did fall to you for that goal? I just head over it and smash it as fast <laughs> as I can. And yeah, and, and then I tried to do the Robbie Keane, but then I couldn't land the cartwheel, which is a bit disappointing. <laughs> but then like I have to work on that. Don't worry about the cartwheel, Luke. You've got the goal. Yeah. I, I mean, Robbie, this was mm. just an unbelievable match. 110 minutes worth of football. Yeah. We had five players off with injury, let alone the amount of other stoppage mm. time incidents that we had. One red card, of course, five goals, ultimately a 3-2 victory to Leeds. How do you wrap it up? Well, Jesse Marsh, welcome to the Premier League. That's what we do. You're going to get grey hair by the time you finish. It's a day when you forget X and O's and tactics and systems. A 2-0 down at half-time, um, Cora, to a team who don't concede goals. For the first time this season, Wolves have mm. conceded three goals. I know they're down to ten men, but huge credit to, to the players, Harrison and James, who kept on going up front and kept believing that something could happen. And there was a great scene with the Leeds fans at the end when Jesse Marsh is clapping to them. And you think of what Bial- when the Bielsa time and there was all this worry whether Jesse Marsh was the right guy. Two performances have already ingrained him into mm. the, the, the Leeds kind of history, and that, that's a really big win for them today. Results speak for themselves, Tim. Yeah, Robbie, let me say this. Jesse Marsh was brought in to bring some structure to the, mm. to the team. He has got a bunch of committed <laughs> players who believe in each other. Mm. I, I mean, yes, it's been dramatic, but he's got a squad of players. He had to make all these changes. It's not like it was his best players out there. Well done to Leeds because he's brought the structure, but the belief in them and in each other to get out of this back-to-back wins will always push you up the table. Well done, Leeds. Jesse, another emotional roller coaster. How do you sum that up? Yeah, the first half wasn't what we wanted. Um, and we knew that Wolves is a good team. So they were able to, to pull us apart more than, than we had hoped. Um, and, and then the, the goal right before half was a killer, right? So at halftime, I just talked to the group about a couple tactical things and said, we're staying in the game. If we have a good start and we find a way to get the first goal, then all the momentum will change. And so, you know, it's a group that has um, big hearts uh, and quality young men. Um, and I'm very thankful to be here with them and, and in this situation to, to, to now 
be in a fight with them because I, I, I believe in them a lot, even though we've only been together for a short time. So obviously another big win for us, another emotional win. But uh, today was less about tactics and more about mentality. The critical point did seem to be the sending off. Did you sense uh, at that time that you did have a big opportunity then? Yeah, I, I think there was a lot of time left in the game. Uh, it's so strange that we have three injuries in the first half, and then in the 50th minute we pick up our fourth injury. Um, you know, thankful for the concussion rule. Uh, I think it's a good rule, and obviously we, we benefit from it today. Um, yeah, and then when we're a man up, you hope that we can just push the game and, and that we can get the goal early enough that maybe we can push for the second, and that's what happened. And, and again, it's such a credit to the, to the quality of men we have here. You mentioned the mentality of the players. Where did that come from? Because you were so up against it after that first half, being two goals and four players down. It's the identity of the club. It really is. It's, it's that the players understand that playing for these fans means that they have to do fight till they die, till the last second of the match. And, and we have that quality in us. So, you know, we're, we're, we're still learning and adjusting to the, all the kinds of football that, that I want us to play. But in the meantime, I know that I can draw on the, the, the mentality of the group, the mindset of the group, um, and... Um, the identity of the club. So uh, we've shown that now, uh, I think, three out of the four games in a really good way. I mentioned there that you were four players down. I must ask for updates on them all. Starting with Patrick Bamford, he was in tears. The reaction tells us it could be serious. Can you tell us any more information? I don't think it. I think he was just so disappointed because he, he really wants to help the team. He's such a, such a positive young man. Um, and I think he was just so disappointed that, that he wasn't able to go at 100%. And we had a long talk about it today, and, and in the end we, we made the decision with Patrick that we thought he could go, but, but he wasn't quite ready. And we even th I thought about even before the game making the change, but he's going to be okay. He's going to be okay. And the other three, Lorente, Click, Melier as well. You're yeah, uh, Lorente has a, a little bit of a back issue, and it, 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 so uh, I don't think that'll be too bad. Uh, Click picked up a concussion, and you could see that his face was was damaged. Um, and then uh, Ilan had unfortunately a, a little bit of a hip action. But how awesome! that Christoph comes in and plays like that and makes some big saves. And we got great performances from Sam, from uh, Charlie, and from, from Christoph, three young guys that, that also played very well uh, when we played against Man U in the U23 game midweek. So, and I told, them, I told those guys at halftime that I was excited that they were on the pitch and they're, they're excited for their opportunity. So they, they showed really well. You're now seven points clear of the relegation zone. How significant is this? Is this the night that Leeds United survived? I think we still have a lot of work to do, and, and I've been saying this from the start, that I'm just focused on, on every day and controlling our mentality, our work ethic, our ideas, and, and if we take care of that, I believe that we have the quality as men and as players that we can figure out how to and, uh, do well in this moment. So that's what, I, that's what I challenged them a week ago. I said, I don't want us to survive. I want us to thrive in this situation, and, and I think we're, we're starting to show that. The atmosphere at Villa Park uh, is always brilliant, mm -hmm. but when it's uh, an away team that wins and mm -hmm. you've got those away travelling fans, it's even better. Um, it was close at the end just with that one chance that yeah. Leno had to finally mm. get called into action, yeah. but really, Arsenal deserved it from the first mm. minute, Rob, today. They did. Um, there's question marks about their, their, their sort of energy and, and fitness from the Liverpool game. They won today, Rebecca, without totally playing at their best form. They were gritty. They were durable. They had good game management, experience on and off the pitch in terms of knowing what to do with the ball. 
the, the manager makes a sub, puts Rob Holding on with, with like 10 minutes to go to shore things up at the back. They're doing things that we've not seen before from this Arsenal team. And some may think it was a bit over-excessive, some of them teams, but I'm all in for that. Mm. This team has grown. Something's happening at this football club. The players know it, the fans know it, and the, I think Mikel Arteta knows it. This team are starting to, to be what Arsenal have always wanted to be, and that's challenging at the top of the league. And they've waited a long time. You look at those Arsenal away fans who are singing their hearts out. It's because they were used to all that <laughs> success. And then it went away, just like Manchester United fans are finding now. Are they starting to see that there's light at the end of this very long tunnel? Yeah, and I think they're starting to savour those moments too. And I'm, I'm OK with the scenes as yeah. well. I, I think you're getting to the to the point in the season where, where teams can see the finish line. They can see the prize that they've been working for. So every single 90-minute clip means more and away, away wins are important. I agree with what you're saying. They lost that game to Liverpool. Still have a ways to go to catch those teams above them. But in moments like this, the going away from home, gritty, you used a bunch of words that you don't associate with Arsenal. You want the slick football. Mikel Arteta has that. That's, that comes easy for this team. Finding a way without the ball to be determined is their next goal. But it weren't different way, ways to win the back mm-hmm. then. That was a different way. That was a hard-working, gritty, not always going your way kind of three points. And, and those sometimes feel better than mm. you win three or four nil. I mean, the word, the other word that Robbie used was durable. Mm-hmm. Robbie Mosto's favourite word, yeah. actually. Um, again, not one that uh, you would associate with Arsenal the last 10 or 15 years. No, and, and, and again, it feels good. Be, uh, when, I, when you look at Mikel Arteta, who he was as a player, mm. he was that silky footballer, but he had durability and he had grit. So this team is starting to look like him. Yeah, it just goes to show, give somebody time yes. and eventually you'll see their imprint mm. on the team. And that is what we are seeing right now at Arsenal. But Kaya, congratulations. That's a big win. Does it feel like a very significant moment in the context of this season? Yeah, that's a very big win, obviously, on the back of the Liverpool defeat midweek. You know, we knew that today was even bigger and to get that result, the three points, it means so much for the rest of the season. So, yeah, we're so happy. I could see you interacting with the fans there. Someone got a lucky shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw a sign from Eileen. Um So, yeah, I, I just wanted to make the boys' day, so I gave them my shirt and hopefully you can go home happy. Apparently it's a landmark goal as well because that's the 2,000th Arsenal goal in the Premier League. So, a little milestone for you. Yeah, that's special, you know. It's an honour to be, obviously, among a lot of great goal scorers for Arsenal. So, Hopefully we can get to 3,000, you know. <laughs> Left foot through the crowd. That was a, a good goal, a very important goal, because he needed to get something that dominated that first half, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I think that set us up, you know. I think we created quite a few chances before that and after, but that goal really put us in the, the driving seat. But, of course, it helped us win the game as well, so, yeah. You're, you're on the wrong end of a few tackles today. You had the word with the ref coming off as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't obviously complaining, but, yeah, I just wanted to let him know that. You know, that's my game, you know, I'm going to run at players and sometimes I need a bit more protection, you know, when players are purposely trying to kick me. So that's what I was letting them know. Yeah, you're watching from the bench for the last 20 minutes or so. A few scares at the end there, little nervy moments. Yeah, 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 of course. That's the, that's, the, that's the Premier League, sorry. That's football, you know, but, you know, we've been in that situation a lot this season and we've come out on top and we did that again today. Yeah, you look like a tougher, more resilient side right now. Yeah, we are, and you can see that, and it's a, it's a process. We've been working on it for a while. You know, last season we weren't there, but this season we've been much better at it and seeing our victory, so it's helping us get more points. And you're getting closer. You get back into that Champions League for the first time in five years. Yeah, that's the that's the goal, but of course, as I keep saying, we have to stay humble, treat every game like a, like a cup final, and we can achieve it for sure. 
it is so big because they are now touching distance from their North London rivals, Arsenal. They have played a game more, but they're in good form, just like the Gunners are as well. United now sitting in sixth with West Ham in seventh, six points off the top four, having played two more games than Arsenal. Let's hear from Hyung Min Son. Sonny, well played. Two goals, three very important points. How vital was today? No, I mean, uh, from the start of the game, I think uh, we played really well, especially the first half. We created so many chances. I had to uh, pause and had a lot of, lot of chances. And obviously, it's a, it's a massive, massive three points before international break. So I think we are really happy. Also, play well, but the way we won the game. They obviously had a very draining, emotional Thursday night. Did you talk in the dressing room about trying to give them problems early? No, I mean, it's obviously always tougher when you have a Thursday game and 120 minutes is, is not easy and they play a very, very intense game and we knew that when we have a ball, when we move the ball, they're going to be tired, especially second half, we could we could see. So I think we, we spoke about it, but we didn't focus, obviously, not too much about them, so we want to play our game, which is we did, and I think it was a fantastic performance. How important is the back-to-back -back wins? Because it's been a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we haven't wanted to uh, speak about this uh, this situation. I mean, bounce back is always so, so important because you're, uh, for, for your confidence as well and your rhythm as well. So, I mean, we wait for, for this long and, uh, long and yeah, against Brighton, we won the game and I mean, I mean, I say before, before international break, it's always good to win the game and going away with the free mind. So I think, I think it's really, really important that we, if we, uh, when we come back from the international break, we can be again ready to go again. Hyung Min Son very rarely not smiling. Stephen Warnock alongside Arlo <laughs> White still in North London for us. This is really getting tasty. This race for the top four chaps. Well, we've been saying it all season. There's a lot of value in this race for the top four. It's such a coveted situation with Champions League football, of course. Um, what impressed you the most about Tottenham's performance today? The speed in which they moved the ball. Uh, the front three are, are, are breathtaking at times. The, the link-up play, what they have. Uh, but Bentancourt, was, was the, he was the key to everything that happened. The speed in which he moves between the lines, the passes that he makes. Um, I think the one thing that Conte will be frustrated at is conceding a goal, though from a set piece again but yeah. overall I thought it was a very good display out of let's say Manchester United Tottenham and Arsenal let's say and West Ham fans will be screaming at the television but let's just say they're in the hunt for fourth place which one would you rather be? I'd rather be Arsenal because you're in pole position at the moment. You've got the most points on the board. But we've just had a look at the fixtures. Manchester United got some really difficult games coming up. Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea. Tough, tough games in their running. But you look at Spurs and you just say, with the forward three they've got, I think they'll get it. That's interesting. And momentum's very important as well, Hugely isn't it? important. Um, West Ham United, look, it's been a big week for them. Uh, going through to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. So their season is far from over. This was a big defeat today. How do you assess them? Tough after coming off a game where there's been so much emotion in the game, 120 minutes, sapping on the legs. Have they got a big enough squad to compete to get into that top four? That's the big question. It was the question at the start of the season. It'll still be the question now. They're a very, very good team. But when they lack confidence in front of goal, that's where they suffer. Antonio, um, big three points for your team, wasn't it, today? You, you must be delighted with the outcome of that game. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very delighted. I'm very delighted, uh, not only for uh, for the three points, but for the performance. I think uh, today we played uh, really, really well, 
and we dominated the game from the start until the end. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed to uh, to see my my team to play to play football, and uh, yeah, and now I repeat. Uh, we have to continue to work, and uh, we are seeing uh, the improvements are very clear, and uh, in, in every game. But we have to continue. It's I think it's a it's a pity that uh, there is the international break because uh, this moment for us was was very important, and uh, we were in uh, in good form and we played very well. But at the same time, we try to to exploit this uh, period uh, to to rest. Do you sense uh, the team beginning to find some sort of consistency and also an intensity level within the games and an understanding of each other? But I, I think that my, my, my team is, uh, is improving uh, in many aspects. And uh, in the last period, uh, and, uh, despite some defeats, um, the last defeat against, against United, I think that we didn't deserve. And the performance was good and... Uh, uh, for, for sure, to be a strong team, uh, you have to be stable. You have to be stable and to give continuity in the result. Also, because uh, uh, we have this ambition, uh, the ambition to try to, to stay in, uh, uh, in the race for the fourth place. Um, before uh, my arrival, uh, it, uh, this target uh, it seems very difficult to reach. But now, and I think after uh, five, five months that we are working, and uh, we know we know that uh, in every game now we are ready to fight to fight and to try to get three points and uh, um, we want to to stay in uh, in this race until the end. We know very well that it's very difficult, but uh, we are improving the way that uh, I like. You sound like a man who really believes that you are very much still in the race for top four, that there are lots of points to play for and you feel that your team is very much in that race? Uh, yeah, but uh, I think that we, we lost, uh, we lost uh, two, uh, two games at home, I guess, uh, Southampton and Wolverhampton, that uh, these two games killed us at that moment. But also it was uh, the right moment to, uh, to go stronger to go stronger and uh, to work harder and uh, to continue to uh, to make improvement in many aspects uh, tactically technically and uh, mentally because this team also is uh, is growing uh, in the mentality and uh, they are they are learning to control the game and this is uh, very important and son your match winner today a couple of great finishes from him very nearly a hat trick and, and Harry Kane, very creative in providing. Yeah, but uh, for sure we, we created many chances to, to improve the, the final result. And uh, yeah, the only my disappointment uh, can be this, that uh, you can finish uh, before, not to be sure about uh, the win. Instead, uh, we waited uh, the, the last 10 minutes to score the third goals. I'm happy for Sonny. But uh, also Harry uh, had uh, chances to to score. Uh, it was the same for uh, for Kulusevski, for um, for my team. Uh, I repeat, now we have to continue this way because uh, uh, the work is start to work. 
does it for this edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Be sure to check out other episodes where you'll get a collection of our most spirited in-studio debates as well as exclusive on-site access. Plus, don't miss out on Premier League mornings, weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern on NBCSN and Peacock Premium. Bye for now. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.